0: In case your Friday wasn't good enough, I got some big-time news for you. Something that'll put a smile on your face if you're a Cincinnati Bearcat fan and a frown on your face if you're a fan of the Connecticut Huskies. The number one prospect in the state of Connecticut, four-star recruit and 6'8 forward Tyler Betsy has chosen Wes Miller and the Cincinnati Bearcats. Clap it up for our man, Wes. He's doing big things right now. Four-star prospects haven't been a staple of the Cincinnati Bearcats recruiting classes in years past. I mean, Mick Cronin was going after guys like uh, Alil Susimi and uh, Prince Toyambi, Laquille Hardnett. By the end of Mick Cronin's tenure, you could tell that he just didn't even try bringing in big-time recruits to Cincinnati. Wes Miller, granted, he has the Big 12 to work with, but right now it's four-star after four-star. Tyler Betsy joins a class that already includes Tyler McKinley, a top 75 recruit out of Cincinnati, and has joined the likes of Jizzle James and Aziz Bandango and Rayvon Griffith and Seamus Lukosius, all either former four-star or four-star recruits Last year, So it speaks volumes right now with what Wes Miller's doing, getting the number one player in Connecticut off a UConn national title to say, no, I'm not going to stay home and play for the Huskies. I'm going to go to Cincinnati. Not only that, in this day and age where NIL Collective is so huge, it means that the Bearcats, they have a little bag they're tossing around. Whether you realize it or not, I think Cincinnati has a little more money than we're giving them credit for landing Tyler Betsy is proof of that. I've also heard that Kane Broom was instrumental in helping Betsy land in Cincinnati. So it's great to see that Wes Miller's welcoming back all these old Bearcats and the alumni base is using that little sales funnel to potentially lure these guys to Cincinnati. I'm fired up. Tyler Betsy, big-time recruit. Duke wanted him. Alabama wanted him. UConn wanted him. Creighton wanted him. Every school in the nation pretty much wanted this player and the 6'8 forward is a member of the Cincinnati Bearcats. Scouting report on Betsy. He has a rare combination of positional size, fluidity, and shooting that makes him a very high upside prospect. It's, you know He's high upside, but he's also really good right now. Um, his stock is on the rise, though. He was recently a Rivals 5-star. Obviously, they shift the recruiting rankings every year, and he's one of the last recruits um, between that 4-star and 5-star gap. He's a top 40 recruit in the country right now. There you see the numbers. Uh, Betsy's shooting is his most glaring attribute with a soft touch and natural rhythm to his release. Betsy shows flashes of being able to put the ball on the floor and make plays in transition, but has yet to make that a consistent part of his arsenal yet. keyword yet. He's only like 18 years old. He also has untapped potential on the defensive end where he has moments where he can get low and wide in his stance to slide his feet, and as Betsy continues to mature in the game, He would benefit from showing more sense of urgency on defense at times. Wes Miller has no issue whatsoever getting his guys to play hard. So you love the fact that he brings in a guy that is on the rise like a Tyler Betsy that has the full package of tools there once he can put it together. And quite frankly, Betsy's going to join a team that's probably going to be loaded next year, especially if Aziz Bandango and uh, Jameel Reynolds are ineligible, are back next season. Then you add him to the likes of a a sophomore, Jizzle James and Rayvon Griffith. You throw them in with a junior, Dan Skillings, if he doesn't go to the NBA. And and the list goes on and on. Really, the only player that the Cats are losing, players, C.J. Frederick, um, Odio Guama, I believe, and John Newman. So take away those three. And the the Bearcats have a damn good team, and Tyler Betsy's going to join the mix. While I have you, now's a good time to tell you to go to your audio podcast page, whether it's Spotify, whether it's Apple, and join the program, Chatterbox Bearcats, because once basketball season begins, it's live post-game shows with a chat box, giving you the most entertaining coverage out there, keeping you informed, having some fun, and breaking down all things Cincinnati Bearcats. But today we're talking about this upcoming 2023 2024 installment of the Cincinnati Bearcats. Let's start with the point guard position. Wes Miller said that uh, the team does not have a ton of depth there, but he's excited by the players that he does have. The starting point guard's probably going to come down to one of two players. It's day Thomas, a junior college transfer who's considered one of the best junior college players in the country last season. Wes Miller brings him in. Lightning quick. Expected to be the fastest player on the team, and he's a good shooter as well. Or it could be Jizzle James, son of NFL legend, Edgeron James. So, yeah, you can expect the edge to be in the, uh, the the crowd this season. Probably along with Jason Richardson, too, as his son Jace is looking at the Bearcats, and I'm sure he'll have a, an official or an unofficial where he comes to a game this season. And then Roy Williams. It's like the A-listers coming to 5th, 3rd Arena left and right. But Jizzle James is lightning quick. I've heard that um, he's... He's really tough, really gritty, and good with his hands on the defensive side of the ball. That's something that could transfer from uh, day one from high school to the collegiate level. And he, he's pretty physical for his age right now. I mean, he does have the genes of an NFL legend running back. So, Edron James, one of the toughest runners in NFL history. His son is now a Cincinnati Bearcat. You can expect him to be tough from day one on the defensive side of the ball. Apparently, he's playing a little too fast offensively. Still trying to figure out that, but he's going to make up for it defensively. He can shoot it okay. He can really finish at the rim. He has elite athleticism. So, Wes Miller believes that the two they have, uh, they they need to get better, but they have all the qualities that UC wants of those Old-fashioned, tough Bearcats guards, and he hopes that they can get up to speed soon. Uh, another guy, Seamus Lukosius, the uh, the Butler Bulldog player that averaged um, second most on the team for a not-very-good Bulldogs team last year. Lucocious can play the point guard if needed as well. He's good with the ball in his hands. Wes Miller says he creates for everyone. Defensively, it's going to be tough for Lucocious to guard the other team's point guards on defense. But um, he, he can play the position offensively, and it sounds like at some point in the year, if there's foul trouble between Day-Day Thomas or Jizzle James, that he will step in there at one point. Now, what's most exciting about this team, according to Wes Miller, is the depth – well, we'll talk about the depth in a minute because there are two players that could or could not be playing this season that are very vital pieces to their success, and that just depends on what the NCAA decides to do with these uh, – with these waivers, and we should find out about that in the uh, very near future. But Wes is excited about the team's depth, he's excited about the team's length, their size, and most importantly, the mentality. So now let's get into Jameel Reynolds and Aziz Bandago. Two big guys. Uh, Reynolds, six foot ten. Bandago, a legit 7 feet. We saw Bandago last year for Utah Valley in the NIT. He was the best player on the floor. I mean, he's big time. Bandago will be the best big man that Cincinnati's had since Gary Clark. Trying to think if there was anyone after that that, um, I mean, Nysir Brooks was all right. Uh, Probably Gary Clark from day one when he steps in there. The question is, will he be eligible this year? Jameel Reynolds, we saw him last year for Temple. He lost 45 pounds, and, and Wes Miller has been raving about this dude, just saying that Reynolds could be a star for this team that he's figured it out really quickly that he's a great passer that he runs the floor well That he's actually a really good shooter in practice can knock down some threes and Wes Miller's confident that that will be a part of his game hopefully this upcoming season but the question becomes are they going to play this year Wes was very vague about it said they submitted the waivers haven't heard anything and then said no more questions please it would be brutal if these two were ineligible. And think about it. Going into the Big 12 with Sage Tolentino, who we know nothing about. Odio Guama, who we did see improve the last couple of years, but I think we know what his capabilities are, and it's, it's a role player for a good team at best, in my opinion. Now, maybe he takes huge strides. We'll see. And defensively, I think he can be pretty good. Victor Locken. Now, I do love Lockin. I think he could be a really good player, and he will be a good player this season. But that's one big on your team in the Big 12. And we saw last year that Victor Locken at times, A, disappears. B, he's been injury prone. And C, most importantly, there's a thing called foul trouble, and he was in it quite a bit last year. So that's where we stand with these bigs right now. They need to be eligible Or it's just a completely different story heading into the Big 12. You're really going to have to rely on some of the guards. The good news is, I guess, let's think glass half full. Let's think greener grass and brighter days. If they are both ineligible, maybe it's like that burnt toast theory. You know the theory of, oh, you burn your toast in the morning and you have to make some more toast for three, four minutes. And because you burnt your toast, maybe in those three, four minutes you would have gotten in a car wreck. Maybe in those three, four minutes... Uh, you, you walked into work and brushed shoulders with the president of the company and it changed your life. You know, that kind of theory. Maybe in this situation, because they're ineligible, the Bearcats are going to look loaded next year. I truly believe that. And then these two guys have eligibility. They get to play for the team if they don't, you know, transfer or, or just end their collegiate careers altogether and move on to the next level. And you have these two bigs next year instead of this current year, which... Could be a struggle in year one of the Big 12 anyways. I think it's going to be a lot, a lot better the, the fall-in year when Dan Skillings is a junior and Jizzle James and Rayvon Griffith is a sophomore. So let's let's look at the positives if they are ineligible this season. But first things first, cross one finger, cross another finger. Give me some good vibes, and uh, let's allow these two to be eligible because the NCAA makes no sense. I mean, they let you do anything you want for the last three years during COVID, Literally. Y'all, you want to go here? Go for it. Doesn't matter. Meanwhile, these two, Aziz, who's coming back closer to home and wants the, uh, the mental health waiver, and Jamil Reynolds, who just had his coach fired, and that's why he's leaving. You would think they're going to be eligible, but I have actually heard from close sources that they are not optimistic about it. It's the same sources that told me two weeks ago that Tyler Betsy was committing to the Cats. So, again, cross your fingers. We will see there. I think the silver lining for this team is they're going to be better than last year. No doubt about it. And they do lose David DeJulius and Landers Nolly, who were the two best players on last year's team. But think about the way the Bearcats played. It was run and gun. It was take some of the worst shots you will ever see. They were awful defensively. So this team's going to be better. Who's their leader? I don't know. I think Dan Skillings could be the team's best player But overall, they just have a little more depth. C.J. Frederick is healthy for the first time in years, according to Wes Miller. He's expected to be a huge part of this team. I mean, let's not forget, C.J. Frederick was a starter on an Iowa team that was top five in the country years ago. So he's matured since then. John Calipari liked what he brought to the table enough to give him a scholarship last year on a Kentucky Wildcats team that was expected to be, you know, top 10 in the country. And granted Frederick struggled to shoot last year. He was injured early and often, but still that has to speak volumes of what this guy can do. Uh, Shout out Cardinal Pacelli Panthers, CJ Frederick, lethal shooter. And um, could be a vocal leader, an advocate for the city. Someone that knows this program really well, despite never being around it and knows what this program's about. He's going to hold guys accountable I love the addition, even if it's just him averaging nine points a game on three threes a game. And nine points a game would be golden. Let's go six points a game on a couple of made threes a game. Um, Sometimes that's all you need to get a spark in 5th, 3rd Arena. And we know that when 5th, 3rd Arena gets loud and gets a little bit crazy, Bearcats can go on some runs. And we'll call C.J. Frederick that spark plug for this year's team that can get some runs going. So that was the gist of what Wes Miller talked in uh, his opening press conference as the season begins on November 6th. I'm Chuck Walter for Chatterbox Bearcats. One more time, a shameless plug. If you love the Cats, go to your audio podcast right now, subscribe, and let's have some fun this upcoming season. Go Bearcats.